Welcome to Real Estate in the 608, Madison's real estate magazine for your ears. On Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud. Just look for Real Estate in the 608. I'm Ben Anton. And I'm Adam Elliott. Come on, baby, won't you hold me tighter than your fist curled up in a schoolyard fight? Thanks for waiting. That was the waiting song from Madison musician Seesaw. Welcome to Real Estate in the 608, Madison's real estate magazine for your ears. That's right. You can find us on Apple Podcast and on SoundCloud and in your ears right now is what we're broadcasting, episode number 10. Yeah, you may notice we're sticking to English today. <laughs> um, but uh, Real Estate in the 608 is, uh, is a podcast for homeowners, landlords, people thinking about investment properties, and people who just want to be better at living in a house. Yes, and that's like, who? that's everyone, really. It's everyone. <laughs> we have monthly features on Real Estate in the 608. These here. are the things you can expect. We're going to bring somebody from Lauer Realty Group in for the top of the hour tip. Just one quick, easy takeaway that makes your life a better thing to live. We're going to have the market update from another agent there. Phil Plord's going to be in with his look beyond the 608. A lot of people talking recession, a lot of people thinking unsustainable pace of market. Um, he comes in with kind of some straight talk. Again, one of those people that's smarter than us that we surround ourselves with, uh, giving us some actionable and, uh, and real information to think about. We're also going to hear some music featuring artists from the 608. Well, Ben, we should introduce who we are, too, and tell us. All right. I'm Ben. I'm a landlord. I'm a broker at the Lauer Realty Group. And my name is Adam Elliott. I am a homeowner. I wouldn't say I have any specific real estate knowledge other than I bought one of them. You uh, are be- you. I thought about this <laughs> earlier. You are becoming an expert. The more and more we talk about it, the, the better I get at it as Based well. Based on some of the internet data, you are the only person who's listened to all... <laughs> All 10 episodes. <laughs> and but, we'd like to thank everyone who has tuned in thus yeah, far Yeah, we, well. we would. And this, this, is, this is fun for us to do. Um, it's even more fun to hear someone uh, like our former co-worker reached out, uh, Barbara Bolin. Oh, and sure, And she yeah. said, wow, that was neat. I'm happy to know you guys. Oh, did she like it? No, oh, that's she great. Did, well, didn't you talk to her infrequently, but that is very sweet. I love Barbara. That's very kind of her. She gave a listen to episode... Uh, Eight with uh, Chris Mickelson, the home inspector. Oh, sure. One mm-hmm. of the people smarter than us. Yes. And speaking of co-workers, our guest today is a former radio co-worker of ours, Ben. More specifically, he was our boss. Yeah, co-worker <laughs> might be a little bit too, like, of the people. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, you, may, you may have heard of today's guest, Lindsay Wood Davis, uh, most recently for his work at 98.7 WVMO, the voice of Monona. Oh, you say that like you said it before. It's a radio station uh, <laughs> that he played a key role in launching. Yeah, and Lindsay is so many things. Uh, environmentalist, radio legend, lover of real estate in Monona, as we'll find out later today. Uh, of course, someone that's worked with you very closely. Closely and 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 a couple, several times in rather <laughs> quick succession. Uh, we can add bow tie aficionado oh, yes, that's to the right. list. That's the kind of thing you've got to look forward to here on Real Estate in the 608. Well, it's been going on since last time, Ben. Since last time, I've been busy. Well, the last episode we checked in with you and you said this is a new spring or summer where it's like hot. The market it, is hot. It's hot. I had. I think the thing that kept me the busiest is an opportunity dropped itself in my lap. Oh. Uh, one of the notes I wrote down here, what's new interest rates? Did you see how low they are? Um, how low can they go? I locked an interest rate today at 3.375. Is that good? What's my interest rate? I think it's right around there. Uh, 3.375 is That's pretty low. Pretty low. Um, All right. Might not, if you have not refinanced since your purchase, it might not be a bad idea to take a Time look at, think at about what that. that at, uh, that's going to be a 
pretty decent swing. But why would you lock an interest rate, Ben? I'm buying another house. You're buying a new house. Yeah, see, we don't just talk about it. We do it. Tell me more. What do you um, mean? I had been courting uh, an older homeowner on my, my lovely Main <laughs> Street for the last 10 years. What telling, does your significant other think about Telling this? her that when it was time to go, I would like the opportunity to buy the house. I was given the opportunity and uh, and that should close uh, next sometime next month. So the real estate in the six hundred eight broadcasting studios where we record is moving. Is exactly, the the studio is moving, <laughs> which also means that the studio where it is today is going to be for rent. So if you are listening in the not too distant future, be sure to check benanton.com/rent and see if there is a fantastic, good enough for Ben two bedroom, fourteen fifteen hundred square foot apartment on three levels with a beautiful home office. Very nice. Freshly painted, too. Freshly painted. I'm not mistaken. We should mention we just got a hello. When we post the episode, when we drop the episode, we'll share that out on our social media. Sometimes friends will pick that up, too. One of our friends. And we got a hello from Arceli Esparza of the Midwest Mujeres podcast. Mm -hmm. Uh, Listening to episode nine, it was the gentrification episode where we had City Planner in talking about how that happens and what's going on. She was very interested in the topic. So she is a a Spanish speaker. And she had noted that we were doing a less than stellar job with our Spanish. So in a comic way, she uh, said, uh, you guys can do better than this. But she did listen to the podcast and said, hey, how are you doing, guys? Maybe we'll give her a listen. Maybe we'll recommend our listeners to give her a podcast a listen as well. well. It is also International Podcast Day was on September 30th. I know. So we've got a couple. We're cross- cross-pollinating some podcasts here. So Midwest Mujeres. See, there again. Yes, you did fine there. (laughs) I I think our Sally would be be happy with that. (laughs) Um, There's another podcast mentioned coming up. It's in the, I'll tease it, it's in the lowest priced sale of the last 30 days. There's going to be another podcast mentioned. Okay. But but because it's internet, it was, uh, hashtag International Podcast Day. Yep. Um, I'm happy, it would be appropriate. Happy day to you. Um, as far as what I've been doing lately, it's still been hitting the books. I'm deep in school. I teach a class at Madison College. I'm also taking classes at UW-Madison. So really, I've just been studying. Oh, you my. Know, it's, I, I have the sympathy for the kids these days who are back I'm watching my 16-year-old, Evelyn, studying like I, ha- like I never did. I bet you she's going to have a, a, some kind of a degree that you can add something to the end and it turns into a job. Oh, you know, like good for her. Instead of communication artist, you know. They, oh, gotcha. One yeah, of the, one of those kind of jobs. Um, I mean, that's good for her. That's the that's the thing, right? You do it better, so your kids have a better future. And it sounds like she is doing that. She yeah. she is working hard, and uh, and she doesn't listen either. So <laughs> she's she's a teenager, right? <laughs> Not exactly yeah. our demo. We're already through her uh, her span of attention. Uh, well, well. Good for you, study both learning and teaching. I mean, that's that's what we're doing. We are learning that's right. from people smarter than us, and we are teaching in, in the hopes that we can share some of that information with you, the listener. Indeed. You are listening, by the way, to Real Estate in the 608 Madison's Real Estate Magazine for your ears. That is what's been going on since last time, Ben. What's going on from the headlines? A lot of talk about the F-35. Right, yeah. With, with the, the, the very loud plane, mm-hmm. if you're not keeping up. Uh, citing um, a squadron mm-hmm. of F-35 uh, fighter jets at the Truax Field, mm-hmm. currently home to an F-16 squadron. Right. Um, so let's see, even just by the numbers, 
that's twice as <laughs> F35 <laughs> to F16. Um, I'm hearing is twice as loud. So uh, it's a, or maybe even a little bit more than twice as loud. Very loud planes. It can be louder. And we talk about this in real estate because this is a issue that affects quality of life, that affects some folks very much so in their homes. It does. And it's unfortunate that the, uh, the area one might consider incompatible for residential use has expanded. Mm-hmm. You know, re- real estate around the airport is cheap. Right. That's why there is a trailer park there. That's why the brewery. Oh, uh, uh, Ale Asylum. Ale Asylum. Right That's why they can afford to build a giant brewery. That's mm-hmm. why you can afford to build things that would otherwise be too expensive. The land would be too expensive. So the airport has done it. Has done its duty in providing, you know, relatively affordable real estate. But now it's a bit of a game changer. I have a home in inside that newly expanded area, mm-hmm. incompatible with residential use. Um, and I'm not, I honestly don't know how I feel about that. Having a significant other that is on the Madison City Council, I've heard lots of opinions. I can tell you what has happened so far. The City Council did say that, uh, you know, they passed a resolution saying they want more information, essentially. Uh, this is the Air Force's decision as to whether or not they're going to place, you know, whatever they're going to place there. But yeah, I mean, there is some serious impacts to people, especially people who may be um, less off uh, compared to others. Right. There was, uh, there was studies and reports done that this will have a greater effect on people of color mm-hmm. or uh, marginalized communities. That's right. I guess I would hope that in a design of what things will be in the future. So around the mm-hmm. airport, there are marginalized people. Should we design something to create a more equitable situation? Lots of questions. So many um, questions. And, and again, people smarter than me. Do I, do I think it's a great idea? No. Do I see people outside of the area thinking it's a great idea? Yes, that makes me angry. Yeah. You don't get an opinion. Mm-hmm. If you're not in the circle, you don't get an opinion. Yeah. That's that's kind of that's where I'm coming from. I hear it. Big news today on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, the chocolate shop. Yeah. Uh, it sold and closed. The, uh, the closing was yesterday, and boy, oh boy, do people are people angry. Now, the situation was, is we knew that the building on Atwood, which is the chocolate shop, switched owners. It went up for sale. Went up there, for sale. There was a question about whether or not the new owners were going to, what is it called, honor the lease? Generally, a lease is binding on the seller. Mm-hmm. I believe, from what I'm reading, it would seem that there may be a question as to whether... The parties do not necessarily agree. The uh, the chocolate shop ice cream folks want to stay, right? Want to uh, continue with what they are referring to as a valid and cu- their valid and current lease. And the buyers do not feel that they have a valid and current lease. Mm-hmm. Adding a little twist, the buyers also own an ice cream shop <gasps> at the Merrim- at the Merrimack Ferry. Oh, yeah, that one. Uh, An ice cream shop that sells chocolate shop ice cream. Oh, you're kidding me. Uh, What What is going on? Not that that we only get our news from Facebook, (laughs) and it would seem that the chocolate shop will no longer provide ice cream to the the Merrimack Ferry location, nor to to an Atwood location. The politics of Wisconsin dairy products. All during during the Dairy Expo. It's embarrassing. (laughs) But I also saw chocolate shop ice cream at 
the World Dairy Expo, uh-huh. winning two awards for their French vanilla. Oh, delicious. It was, it was, it was news they were excited to share versus all the... <laughs> so it's, it's like cap- capitalism reared its ugly head on Atwood, and it's got everyone in a tizzy. As tense of an issue as the F-35s might be for different folks in Madison, I think everybody might be on the side of, like, don't take away the ice cream. <laughs> that is just my opinion, of course. But no, like, I, come to think of it, <laughs> it might be a distraction. It might be a little bit. <laughs> uh, let's talk about the cheapest and the uh, priciest. 1709 Fisher Street. Now, that's just down off of Park Street at about Cops, maybe a couple okay. blocks further. Mm-hmm. If you're going down south on Park Street, you take a left on Belled. You're nearly there. 1709 Fisher Street. 90 days on the market at 115 Sells for 107 Now, it needs a complete remodel, uh, but there, there was some good things that have been taken care of, but like odd things you wouldn't necessarily expect to find mm-hmm. in a home that's mostly gutted. Uh, it's a brand new fireplace. Okay. Brand new gas fireplace, new furnace. That's nice. Always nice to find that. Uh, And then a brand new driveway. No. Like, just, it was like, they had just pulled the forms off of this beautiful concrete (laughs) driveway next to this just ugly house. File this away if you're ever thinking about buying a flipper or something. You're not necessarily going to get that driveway money back. (laughs) That's, you know, and, and, and when you buy a house and the driveway looks great, that's money in the bank. Just feel good about it. Right. Because no one's going to pay you more because there's not a crack or because it's not a weed coming through the crack. Uh-huh. I mean, it's not one of the, the those high return, like spacious backyard deck kind That's of improvements. That's a great tip, right. Because we said the deck and what was the space in the house? Is it the kitchen or the bathroom? Is well, the kitchens and bathrooms can turn the best. The only improvement you can make that returns greater than the investment is a deck. <laughs> is the deck. 110, 110, 111%. So there we go. So I mentioned, so the sales agent on that deal, Ellie Feldman, mm-hmm. does that name sound familiar at all? Uh, it, it doesn't it, ring a well, bell. Yeah. Uh, heir, heir to the what do you know Oh, show, Michael Feldman. Uh, yeah. okay. uh, family Fortune, mm-hmm. um, which I happen to be uh, a topic of discussion on the What Do You Know podcast. Is that right? Yeah, as if, as if me having a podcast isn't evidence enough that anyone can have one. This is the way we do it, though, yeah. So I was, I, do I'm, tell. I'm listening to uh, the What Do You Know podcast. Uh-huh. Uh, my good friend Lyle is, is his Adam. I was visiting Lyle. I rapped on the door, and I got stung by a bee. A swarm of wasps came down from the light fixture, bit me on the ear. And then Lyle answers the door. And I'm like, close the door, close the door, the bees, the bees. (laughs) I'm swatting at my own head, trying to get... Uh. It was horrible. So this is the story they told of their friend Ben. Oh. (laughs) <laughs> on the What Do You Know podcast. So today we're going to listen to mid. We're going to we're going to make a note. Midwest Mujeres uh-huh. and the What Do You Know podcast. And, you know, <laughs> it's just it's it's National Podcast Day just last. I suppose this is how we branch out. We this get is how we cross promote. Oh, uh, the highest price sale: one point nine seven five million Blackstone Court in Middleton <laughs> off of Pleasant View. That would get you a six bedroom, six bath, almost ten thousand square feet of living space on four acres. Now, this sold for cash in 140 days and came down just slightly from the 1.99 ask. Oh. Uh, built in 1999 in the French provincial style. Mm. Crown, Arches and crown molding. Crown molding and, and such. Lots of wood okay. and, uh, and uh, pattern, deep colored pattern wallpaper. I'm I thinking thought. like dark colors too, yeah, right? Yeah, pretty dark. Yeah. Um, and I, I almost wanted to say that it, that was dated. But 1.975 million. That's a lot of money. Opposite 107 
on Fisher Street. And that's a cash. Somebody showed up with a yep, briefcase of $1.9 Mm-hmm. Hmm. That might be two briefcases. I always suspect what's something's good on there. It sounds like <laughs> a movie plot or something like that. All right, that's what's going on from the headlines. Um, we have got a guest today that I'm very excited. Um, we introduced him just a little bit earlier. Lindsey Wood Davis is his name. Lindsey's list of credentials, Wisconsin Broadcaster Hall of Fame, the man who does great local radio. He's He's a teacher. He does broadcast training. He essentially helped the Wisconsin Broadcast Awards get off the ground. He's been a radio station general manager, station owner. He's a speaker, an author, a trainer. Most recently, if you tune in to 98.7 on the FM dial in Monona, there's a low-power radio station. It's hyper-local, WVMO. He helped get that off the ground. The voice of Monona. Yeah. Um, which is a fantastic station. They feature some of the same music that we feature here on Real Estate in the 608. They're all about local. That's what we try to do, too. They, I think they're doing a fantastic job. It'll be a good time to sit with him, and I'm sure a lot of stories. We'll take a quick break for the top of the hour tip. Local advice from some of our favorite Lauer Realty Group agents on how to improve your home or investment property ownership experience. We're here with Rachel Whaley from the Lauer Realty Group in today with the, it sounds like a two for one top of the hour tip. I'm here to talk about how it is fall and it's becoming winter and you should really do a walk around your house, look at things, but also make sure that you turn off your spigots. You can go inside your house in the basement, turn off that valve so the water doesn't flow, go outside, turn that water on, get it out, and make sure those are off. But then go outside and open the tap to allow that last bit of water out because the frost-free hose spigots don't work if you leave the hose attached. What's what's part two? (laughs) Part two of the top of the hour tip? Well, if you are hesitant to sell this fall, it's understandable, and you're able to wait till spring, it may be a good time to contact your realtor. Have them get you a photo shoot of the exterior so that when you go to put your house on in early spring, maybe you want to be the first one, February, March, you'll have some really pretty sunny photos to put on there and advertise your listing, get it sold quick. Thanks, Rachel. That's the Top of the Hour Tip brought to you by Rachel Whaley at the Lauer Realty Group. Real people, real results. LauerRealtyGroup.com. You're listening to Real Estate in the 608, Madison's Real Estate Magazine for your ears online at inthe608.com. My name is Adam Elliott. He is Ben Anton. And we are joined in studio, sure, why not, by by our guest today, Lindsay Wood Davis. Lindsay, thanks so much for being here today. I love coming and seeing you guys again behind microphones. (laughs) It's been a long time. It's a good feeling, isn't it? It is a good feeling. This is probably the first time you've seen me behind a microphone. I can remember you recording some commercials at an earlier age. (laughs) There's a few still out there today on AM radio. Uh, uh, We had mentioned before our our shared connection is radio. That's Um, right. We worked at the Entercom Group, which is 105.5 Triple M, 94.9 WLX, and a couple variations of 105.5. And the then Big Y 105. The Big Y 105.5 turned into Charlie Charlie. 105.1 FM, and And uh, it's now the mix. I think so, Yeah. yeah. There might have been a few more in there in the middle. Uh, you were our fearless leader during a good chunk of that time? It was fun. And I remember that as a good time. It was. And it was for me because I got out of an airplane and didn't have to fly everywhere every week. <laughs> oh. That was fun. 
then I realized that I didn't really want to run radio stations anymore. <laughs> <laughs> what does it work? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, Ben, Lindsay is our guest, but we have some questions for him, right? We go on to explain all your attributes, and then somebody says, but is he fun? How will we know? We, we know if you're fun by your answers oh. to the Madison and Environs history quiz questions in a game we call The Way It Used to Be. There used to be. But smiling faces far as the eye could see Car in every driveway, swinging every tree People can't stop talking about the way things used to be All right, now Adam sent me a list of topics. I know you fairly well. We've worked together on, on several transactions. We'll get into that yes, later. Yes, we have. <laughs> um, but he put down lakes, bow ties, radio trivia, paddle paddleable areas, not yeah. palatable, but paddleable, yep. mm-hmm. and, or types of paddling. Types of paddling, sure. Um, I had to dig deep, though. I, d- I dug a little deeper. You may recall, during our working together, when I couldn't get a hold of you on the phone, I called your dutiful wife, Amanda. God bless her. The dutiful, beautiful <laughs> wife, Amanda. She is both of those things. <laughs> and she told me, and I'm paraphrasing, but your homeownership history began in Peoria. Does that make sense? Uh, well, we certainly lived in Peoria. Okay, our... lived Peoria, Virginia, Vermont, Virginia, Madison. Or and Monona. before that, Illinois. Uh, okay, so. Uh, yes. Uh, so Grandy Tour, Illinois. Grandy Tour. Means Big Bend in French. <laughs> on the Rock River comes back for another look. So landing in, landing in Monona in 1997, there may be some uh, questions from there, but I'm going to go even further back to 1972. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In 1972... Commander Cody and the Lost Planet Airmen made it to number nine on the top 40 charts, 51 on the country, with what crossover hit and historical wedding anthem? Well, for us, that wedding anthem is Hot Rod Lincoln. (laughs) (laughs) I... And she approved of that. Yeah. That's the truth, because our first date was on May 15th, 1972, to go see Commander Cody and his Lost Planet Airmen <laughs> at Khan Auditorium at Northwestern University in Evanston, Illinois. Oh, my. And for those of you who are not familiar, <laughs> you will drive me to drinking if you don't stop driving that hot rod Lincoln. Yes, sir. Well, that is lovely. You're going to hear the bell. Well done. Good work, Lindsay. Yeah. That's one out of three so far. Are you going to record my answering machine message if I get all three right? <laughs> we just had, well, that's not, that was, uh, we had a What Do You Know reference earlier. Uh-huh. His daughter, Ellie true? Feldman, is a yes. real estate agent, and she sold the least expensive house in Dane County in the last 30 days. That is an impressive fact. Mm-hmm. It is, and, and I, was a, I was a topic of discussion yeah, only... on, on their last podcast because I was stung by a wasp in my ear. <laughs> on just... air? Long story, no. That my my friend Lyle is his is his Adam, which I still think is uh, the oddest doorbell somebody could have is a wasp <laughs> singing you after you were in there. <laughs> All right, back to see. I knew this was going yeah, to happen. Yeah. Back to the quiz. <laughs> in moving from Peoria to Vir- Virginia, then Vermont to Virginia, and then to Monona, ish. Is it true that while you were magically wished away by new and exciting radio industry positions, it was the role of your wife, Amanda, to tell the girls, manage the sale of the home, and the moving of the family, the dog, and the turtle? Not only is it true, it's 
really true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, three dogs, a bird and a turtle. <laughs> I caught her. I called her, and, and, and I think she was in the Woodman's parking lot. And I fir- my first question was just, when did you move here? 1997. Uh, and then she actually called me back. After learning the date that I needed to know, she called me back to, to, to let me know that it was, in fact, her job to sell the house. And I thought, well, maybe she, <laughs> maybe she should be the guest, having managed all those sales. Oh, yeah. If you want to talk about real estate, you want to talk to Amanda. All right. So I'm, just, I'm just the curse. <laughs> and is, is the why that she was responsible for that is like you were... I, I was there. I was there. someplace <laughs> else. Uh, I, you know, Washington, D.C., I was the director of membership of Associated Press Worldwide mm-hmm. Audio. And uh, running some stations in, uh, in uh, Vermont uh, for a man named Peter Strauss, who has, has since passed away, but he, he has many claims to fame. But one of them is he ended up as Monica Lewinsky's step. Father, wow! <laughs> that, he would not be, claim be, that as his top, like before or after, or after, just uh, after, okay. Yeah. Wow, that's got to pinch a little bit. That's claim to fame. Question three: This might be a giveaway since I've said the year a few times now. In what year did the Monona Terrace and Convention Center first open its doors to the public? It was 1997. It 1997. Was as if to welcome the Davis family here. I think that's a three-bell ringing day here. That was. Congratulations. Those were some pretty easy questions. They were. (laughs) But very nice. You are listening to Real Estate in the 608 Madison's Real Estate Magazine for your ears. His name is Ben Anton. My name is Adam Elliott. Our in-studio guest is Lindsay Wood Davis. Uh, Lindsay, great job on the questions. Ding, ding, ding. Uh, Let's talk about In the Beginning. In the Beginning, often we talk about your first house. Mm -hmm. And I'm not... I'm not sure that we need to. You've owned quite a few houses in your time. We have. Uh, I'm, and if there was an amusing anecdote from your first house, we could certainly start there. I, I had one quick question, though. Is Was your first house the stone house for, ah. for which your daughter was named? It was the first house that Amanda and I lived in without other people in it. Uh, she and I were part of a, a, a communal family called the Amazing Grace family. Uh, in Evanston, there were 12 of us. In Eugene, Oregon, there were six of us. And then we moved to Grand Tour, Illinois. And we were in the Stone House. And the Stone House has a great history. Grand Tour is where uh, John Deere built his plow. Uh, mm-hmm. it's, it is a little New England village dropped into the middle of Northwest Illinois. Well, this house has a legend to it, and that legend is it's the house that babies come from. And the reason for that is that it was built by the town out of stone while all the other people's homes were being, while your home was being built. Now, the people who settled Grandy Tour came on the Erie Canal. It was a very hard trip from Vermont and New York. And the women would not be pregnant on that trip. But by the time their house had been built and they'd spent spend a little time in the little stone house, they'd be pregnant <laughs> and they'd move into their house. And so the stone house became the house that babies came from. And this, and the legend continued. It does. While the Davis <laughs> lived there. That's right. Because Hannah Stonehouse Davis, now Hannah Stonehouse Hudson, notorious photographer and other things, uh, 
Hannah was, uh, yes, conceived in that home. <laughs> that oh, So typically when we ask, like, what was the thing that brought to you about your first house? People usually say, I like the basement or I like the front window. That may be the greatest origin story of a house that I've heard yet. <laughs> That's why I liked it. You bet. <laughs> I'm always looking for teachable moments, little takeaways. Ah. And I think that, that you're and I having executed, I, I, I'm calling it 4.3 transactions in as many years, that each one of those has a teachable moment, that we could cover, cover those transactions quickly, and, and, and everybody's going to have something they can take away from it. Lindsay and I worked together in radio, and it was sometime after my leaving uh, and his leaving that radio station that he contacted me and, uh, and said, hey, Ben... Come on over. We're in Monona thinking about uh, thinking about downsizing. I think at the final closing, I'd look back in my uh, emails, and it was maybe six years. I think that's right. Six years total that, that we went from the first time I saw Lindsay in his house and discussed selling it to the time that I actually did. But in the years in between, we, we had a lot of learning experiences ourselves. I remember, I believe, some of the First trips were, were, were to, to water. You wanted to live near water. Wanted to live near water because Manda and I canoe. Uh, uh, I've paddled, uh, uh, I think I'm at 125 rivers and streams in Wisconsin. And uh, Manda and I have paddled a lot of places together. And we like to canoe. Um, and so we wanted to be near something. Near you know? something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was, uh, and living in Monona... Maybe not necessarily on the on the water, but you're you're, you're always going to feel near the water yep. in Monona, and that was one of the things that kind of centered our search. But there was some wander. We did some wandering down to the the tributaries of Caganza. I was thinking back mm-hmm. to the there was that crazy one with electric heat. There, I, I, I was I was remember thinking, the log cabin house that was down there too. Oh sure, nice there, house. There was a cut. We saw a lot of houses. And, and but didn't find a match. And then we ended up with something simpler. Was it on Turner? Maher. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is the point three. I said 4.3 transactions. And that was a home that we viewed. We liked it. But there was, but tell, tell us what we didn't like. Well, we needed a two or two and a half car garage. That's the first thing. And this had a little tiny one car garage. And we need that garage because we have three or four canoes. We got canoes. We have canoes. Exactly. Put them somewhere. And so we wanted to do that. And we finally worked it out. This was how it was a little house, but boy, we both kind of liked it. And, uh, then we came, we, we put down money on it. Yeah. And the, I'll, I'll mention one other thing that was Far higher on Lindsay's list than any any other buyer I've ever worked with. Intimate knowledge of the trees. No one else cares. We do. Lindsay, we Lindsay w- would walk the, the grounds and would identify and assess the health of, the health and history and care of history of care that every tree on the property had seen. I think in one way we would identify you as an ecologist as well. So that makes a lot of sense. I, I am... Yeah, ecologist, environmentalist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm one of those things. And my wife... He lived in a commune. You picked up <laughs> on that, right? That's right. And my wife is a world-class gardener. That's no exaggeration whatsoever. I mean, she is... She makes things grow. So did you notice, like, the perfect mix of arbor that was there for you? Or it, is there something... What was it that you saw? It was saw? in a nice yeah. neighborhood of smaller homes, and uh, we just thought it, it looked pretty nice. Mm-hmm. 
think what, what Ben and I would both tell you is that you aren't just buying into a house, you're buying into a neighborhood and neighbors. And uh, the, the closing moment when it didn't happen, uh, we showed up uh, to take our pretty much final inspection of this house. And the neighbor was flying a gigantic Confederate flag. Well, I think there are a lot of people in, in, in Madison that would be bothered by that mm -hmm. a little bit. But we have an adopted son from Chad in Africa. That was a non-starter. And mm -hmm. uh, when I said, Ben, we're not doing this, he said, well, I'll go talk to him. And I turned to Ben and said, that's great. What are you going to say to him, Ben? And he was quiet. I was just <laughs> And then he said, I'm going to tell him you're not getting a new neighbor anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like that was the right answer to go with. Well, and this yeah. is, um, again, <laughs> wow. I, I was thinking, I, about, I was thinking okay. about teachable moments. Mm -hmm. It and was. At this point... Um, in a transaction with very few contingencies remaining, Lindsay had to put a price on his values. Yep. And uh, the, one of the one of the uh, you listed a bunch of uh, adjectives, you know, that people people attribute to Lindsay and principled was one of them. Mm -hmm. And that was that was a time where where the print where the rubber hit the road. But something to think about, even just in the the broadest sense, when you buy that house. Those people are you're going to be your neighbors. Yep. Kind of the thing where when people get married, you think about you're marrying the other person, but the person who thinks about it a little deeper knows you're marrying the family. Isn't it the truth? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's just the way it is. And it's the same way, you know, you, those are people are going to be your neighbors for a long time. I got the blues because my baby left me down to San Francisco Bay. Next house we find, Wanona Way. It's in a little armpit of Madison on this off of the uh, the South Belt line near Southtown. To quote the great Peter Lighty, it's not in Monona, but you can see it from there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I haven't heard Peter Lighty's name in so many years. That's fantastic. <laughs> so we find what I thought was a great opportunity, a beautiful little fixer. And I, I don't even remember, but under 200, it needed all kinds of things, but it didn't have the garage Lindsay needed. But it had nice trees. So we bought that house. And it, show, it, it showed poorly. It did Maybe show that's poorly. A, here we're, if we're going to have a sound effect for another takeaway moment, that house showed very poorly. Well, no, what do you mean by showing poorly? When you went into it, it pro did it smell? It smelled. It smelled. There were personal belongings strewn about. Someone had mm. clearly been taking up residence in the living room, like sleeping on the couch. It was dark. The blinds were drawn. It hadn't been painted. It did not show well. It did not make you feel good to be gotcha. in there. So the first impression stunk. Yeah. Maybe literally. I think it did. <laughs> and that allowed us to buy it at a very inexpensive price for a place that was across the street from not only the water, but homes in the three-quarters of a million dollar range. Mm -hmm. I don't know if those ones were quite up that high at the time. The six ninety-five was the But one there was us. some pricey lakefront real estate on the other side of Winona Way. And this house was it was it, what, 167? 165? 165. So that's where we ended up. I don't think that's yeah. where we started. So after a winter of dis the winter of discernment. <laughs> Isn't it discontent? <laughs> <laughs> that came later. That came later. <laughs> Here's another takeaway. Here's another teachable. Lindsay starts to investigate what is it going to take to get the garage I want. The bare bones garage was really going to cost about twenty nine five. 
very, very bare bones. But that's that's big. It's bigger. We're bigger. talking about that two and a half car garage that's right. that you wanted. That's mm-hmm. right. Because you can probably get a single car for under just under twenty. You know, yeah. eight, eighteen to twenty. The crushing blow was the sixty-eight thousand dollar quote. <laughs> you describe this as the garage mahal. The which garage is fantastic. The garage mahal. <laughs> sixty-eight grand. Sixty-eight thousand. I've, I've been in one garage that maybe is sixty-eight thousand garage, and, and this will actually cross over because I think this is the house that I came in and did some painting for you. You absolutely did. This is another point where all of our paths crossed. Oh, the other garage that I've been in is south of Madison. I'm sure he doesn't live anymore, but the gentleman who owns Morant's audio equipment had a garage that I ended up doing some paint work for him, and he had all his radio racks for miles. He must have had, like, a garage that you could put an airplane in. It was that big, and he had all of his old gear sitting in there, which I thought was just fantastic at the time. But oh, I'm like, I would have drooled. I'm like, who uses this much garage space? <laughs> <laughs> it must be radio people. That's right. There you go. So we talked about the, the house on Winona Way did not show well. Yes. But now we've got this house. Lindsay's thinking, it's a great house, but by the time I build the garage I want, I don't think I... And fix up the house, I think this project is getting a little bit pricier than I want it to be. Mm -hmm. So, challenge accepted. Let's sell the house right away, or after a few months of discernment in spring. So that was another... Here's another teachable moment. You buy in the fall... When the pressure isn't there, mm-hmm. you can sell the same exact house. Cleaned up with a little bit of painting. Yep. Cleaned up with a freshly painted kitchen by Adam Elliott. <laughs> and you might not make a lot of money, but you don't lose any. But you don't lose it. You didn't lose any money. You had to pay exorbitant real estate commissions, and you had to pay the taxes to hold it. But it didn't sink you. And that covered the cost of any like renovations or updates. That you Pretty close. There. Pretty yeah. close. It was, for the most part, we didn't have to feel bad about buying a house that they didn't want. And you would consider that a success? I think so. Yeah. I considered it that uh, there's a great old uh, thing from Monty Python and the Holy Grail uh, where they look down in the pit and it's a giant, terrible bunny and they go, run away, run (laughs) away. Well, we ran away successfully. Hey. And the people who bought it, bought it over Skype. are listening to real estate in the 608 madison's real estate magazine for your ears you can find us at in the 608 on facebook i am adam elliott across the table from me is ben anton and around the real estate in the 608 table uh our in-studio guest is Lindsay wood davis we've been talking about some lessons we've been learning from your house purchases largely in the monona area we learned about neighbors got to think about neighbors when you're buying the house and it's, it's buying the fall sell in the spring if if you can, if it's an option. Now the market had gone has gone so crazy since yes. that time. You could have built that garage mahal, and you wouldn't have been ahead of the neighborhood. You might have spent a little bit more than you wanted to, but it could have been done. So that leaves us now. We're without a house again, and everybody steps back and takes a breath because we're tired again after the maher and then the the Wanona. So Amanda calls up and says, "Hey, get get me into this place. It's brand new." Um, and we go and we see it, and it's it's very nice. It's a, the layout was atypical. Yep, but it was the slightly smaller size that they that they were looking for, 
And it had already a giant garage with what I would call just a, big enough an annex, <laughs> which 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 for Lindsay is a full on two car garage <laughs> with a lean to shed on the backside. Uh, so that's just big enough. But it had everything, and it was done. And and ev- for the most part, what we saw had been done well. Yes. So we're settling in now on... Uh, Reugen Terrace. Reugen Terrace. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's when, out of the blue, hey, my friend in Monona is looking for a house. Finally, something happened in the real estate world. I mean... Understand that Ben Anton had done fabulous work for us. And then I got an email from a good good friend of ours who said, Hey, I have some friends who live in Monona who are going to be selling their house. Hey, I have some friends who are looking to buy in a house in Monona. Talk among yourselves. <laughs> that was the whole message. As luck would have it. Who was that other party working with as their real estate agent? Um, Liz Lauer. The I've heard that name before. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I have a relatively good working relationship with Liz Lauer. <laughs> I, I'd say. But both parties had had made a commitment. You know, Lindsay uh, and I had, uh, Lindsay Amanda and I had been working together, as we discussed, for nearly six years. And the buyers had been working with Liz for at least a season in the hopes of their finding a home. So when those two individuals found one another without the help of a real estate agent, it was only natural to say, hey, you two, look what happened here. How convenient. Let's make this happen. And they did make it happen. And Could it have been done without a realtor? Yeah, I suppose so. But that's exactly the moment where you want everything to just work so smoothly because everybody understands everybody else. Mm -hmm. And it was a wonderful thing, and it was a a closing that was the most relaxed I've ever been at. And clearly from this discussion, you know we've been at a lot of them. <laughs> exactly. And I think another another nice thing to think about is because those because Liz and I, the, the, because the agents, the professionals were there, um, one of the biggest fears people have of not... Uh, of not putting the house up on the market is there won't be competition. If I just if I just sell it to you, Adam, mm-hmm. closed door behind closed doors, the 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 market will not have an opportunity to influence that sale. Right. But when you're working with people who who are who are aware and willing to discuss that, well then you say, you know what? You are not competing with someone else, but you are competing with the idea of my putting a sign in the yard. And having 25 couples traipse through an open house, and your offer being one of seven. Because correct me if I'm wrong, same amount of paperwork, same amount of folks that need to be involved in the process of buying and selling. It's just you're taking out the element of competition. Or or that, however you want to describe that. Yes. Well, here's how I described it to them. I said, we'd be very interested in hearing a number from you. We want to make sure that it's a good enough number so we can say fine. If it's not, well, you're still in line. You can wait, but other people are going to get an opportunity to Mm -hmm. do it too. So if you want to take it off the table, let's take it off the table now. Everyone was open and honest and agreed, and we moved forward. Relatively little to no issues during an inspection, 
uh, Lindsay and Amanda, one of the things uh, they have, if they were listening to the podcast, they'd be listening to Steve Pipson's episode from Focus on Energy and talking about energy audits and home performance, some work that they have already had done on their new Roygan Terrace home. Yep. Mm-hmm. One of the first things they did. Because they we had in. very successfully had Focus on Energy oh, uh, yeah. done at the McKenna house. It was a big success. And we just knew, even though the folks we bought on Rogan Terrace from had done a lot of work on the house and mm-hmm. really hadn't done it very well, it still needed some work. And that was more detail kind of work mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. really pays off fast. And there's a blower door test and you see the beginning and you see it after they've done their work. This thing uh, just turned around beautifully. It was really, really good. Uh, one other thing about the the people we talked to. Now, a lot of people, they don't care who they're going to sell their house to. They just want to sell the house mm-hmm. and be done. One of the reasons that Manda and I like Monona is we like the people. And our dream couple would have two little kids and be able to afford our home and be able to bring some talent to Monona. Uh, I won't describe them because that'll say who people are, but these people fit exactly what we wanted. Little kids who would run around in that big house, run around in that huge yard and scrape their knees and have fun (laughs) and uh, be patted on the butt and sent back out into the yard. Uh, But also people who have the professional wherewithal to help a place like Monona, because Monona can't exist without volunteers. Mm-hmm. And uh, Amanda and I have always tried to do a lot of that work there. And boy, I'll tell you, these folks can too. I don't know if they will, but they're certainly able. They are well positioned, and they've got a great home base there on McKenna. Let's take a break for the market update, and then we'll be back with Lindsay in just a minute. In with us today for the market update is Rachel Whaley with the Lauer Realty Group at 2229 Atwood Avenue and online at LauerRealtyGroup.com. Real people, real results. Thanks, Ben. It is early October and the market is chilled out for the most part. If you are looking to move outside of Madison, get out there, get some more land, have some more space. The inventory is a little bit in surplus. You can get a good deal for yourself. Interest rates are at 3.3, 3.5. Great time to buy. If you're still looking to kind of stay in the city near east, near west side, it's still fairly competitive. But instead of competing with maybe 10 buyers, you're competing with, say, two or three. So your chances are still pretty good. I'd say you're 200 and a little 230. You may be able to get, you know, I pay five over instead of 10 or 15 or whatever people were doing this early spring, summer. Thank you very much, Rachel. Uh, Rachel is uh, available to you at LauerRealtyGroup.com. You're listening to Real Estate in the 608 Madison's Real Estate Magazine for your ears on the World Wide Web at inthe608.com. My name is Adam Elliott. Ben Anton is in the studio, as is Lindsay Wood Davis, our guest today. Lindsay, again, thank you for joining us. Um, It is fantastic to talk to you. It's fun to be with you two again. We've been talking about things we've learned in the process of home buying and home selling. And I think with the last example that we're talking about, relationships playing a role both in the Roygan purchase as well as the McKenna sale. We'd been working together for quite some time. And when we saw Roygan, it was, uh, as Lindsay said a, a moment ago, it was, it was only about 10 minutes into the showing that we knew that this was the house. That's the one. And, and 
there, there was no necessary meeting of the minds. We were already there. The, the basement wasn't finished yet. Right. They were showing a house in the middle of a project, telling us what it's going to be like. We were, we were able to say, we'll go ahead and get, your, get our accepted offer now as long as we know that these things are going to happen. That's a risk. Not, not everyone might take that risk. Uh, but uh, you're right. It is a risk. But mm-hmm. in this case, all the rest of the house had been done by the same guy, the owner, who was f- doing the basement. And so we had seen his work. Gotcha. We just said, make it like that. Got the insider. Uh, I think Manda picked some paint colors for yeah, him. And they got to pick, they even got to pick the colors of the rec room. Can we check the record books? Is there a record for the amount of time somebody has moved around Monona? <laughs> <laughs> or said they were going or to. Said they were going to. <laughs> I think you might be, we might have to check on that. I think, and then we were talking about relationships. Um, I, had a hum, I had a humbling week. Uh, two buyers that I was work well one I had two people wander off on me and that burns that makes me it 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 rubs you horribly do you mean like ghosted they just like didn't call no call no show or ah, you 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 you're once one set was a seller like I helped you sell your house ah. now I'm gonna help you replace it and that can be tough because mm-hmm. buying in this market if you're if you need to buy contingent on selling your mm-hmm. other house mm-hmm. That's difficult, if not impossible. That couple wandered off, saw a sign going in a yard, walked up to the door, and bought a listed property, chose to buy a listed property without my help, thinking they would be at an advantage uh, without representation. So why weren't they at an advantage? I don't want to go into You don't want to go into it. But I will, and I will tell you that I look upon a realtor the same way I look at, at as a doctor. I'm a whole lot more comfortable with a doctor after five years of poking yes. and prodding and learning what he or she wants from me and what he or she can give me. Mm-hmm. It's the same way with a realtor. Over time, Ben, my wife Amanda, and I developed this relationship where we knew what our role was, and, you know, Ben knew how to interact with us. One of the important things is we always were working, especially Ben and Amanda, as a team. She never quit looking. He never quit looking. And that always worked to our advantage. In the end, it worked perfectly to our advantage. Because just as we sold the house to the first person that we actually talked to about it, we were the first people to talk to these folks about buying their house. And so when you Mm -hmm. can clear the board like that, clean off the table and just be the only people playing the game, boy, that's a really good thing. And I think trust comes into play here. Sure does. It's trusting the people, trusting another human being who maybe has more expertise in an area that they're going to do right for you. There was never a time where we walked into a house when Bed didn't say something, you know, you really ought to got to look at this. Mm-hmm. There was not one time, and it was usually multiple times. Um, and that, you know, that's, that's bringing the professionalism in the door with it. What did we call it with uh, Nicole Groot? We had an organizer. Mm-hmm. And we <laughs> called it the harsh light of reality. <laughs> Right. That's and a that's, darn good term. <laughs> and as a when I'm working as a buyer's agent, that's my job to shine the harsh light of reality mm-hmm. yeah. on your, you know, even if it's dream crushing. So here, the, so these these two parties who who decided act who actively decided they would be better off without me, who will shine 
the harsh light of reality. You know who it'll be? The buyer. When they try to sell that house and something ain't right, or the decision to pay too much was made, that it might be 10 years from now, but that's when the harsh light of reality is going to be shown. And then where are you? It, it messed my head a little bit. So I'm glad to sit here and think about some of the successes, and I'm glad to think about people like, like y'all out there. Um, as we build this kind of pretend relationship, um, you should know that, I can, that we can build a real relationship someday should you like to. Oh, that's awfully nice, Ben. And we are here to support you, of course, as well. I'm sorry that that was a tough one. That sounded like that was weighing on you, too. It, oh, well, it makes you angry a little bit. I can see that. Because I would not do that to somebody. Yeah. When we, I make a commitment, I'm your guy. That's how, that's how I work. That's how I work for you, Adam. That's how I work for Lindsay. It's the truth. Moving on. Moving on. You are listening to Real Estate in the 608, Madison's Real Estate Magazine for your ears. Find us online at inthe608.com. Ben Anton is my friend. My name is Adam Elliott, and our in-studio guest, who's also a friend of ours, is Lindsay Wood Davis. Um, Lindsay, we had talked a little bit about the lake connection, um, how nice that is to have close to your house. Yep. Um, And I want to, like, get to, like, the core of that. I think it's a quality of life issue. I think for you, because you use the lakes very frequently, um, paddling. I do. Water sports. And 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 also, you know, we... we have our avocations and we have our vocations. Mm-hmm. My vocation was broadcasting. Well, my avocation for a long time has been environmental work and mostly focusing on water. Mm-hmm. And so being involved with water is, one, an activity that I really like. I mean, uh, one of the lines I like to tell people is that uh, uh, your life is lengthened every time you put a paddle in the water. Um, nice. And I really do believe that. Yeah. Um, but also, we're challenged here, the rest of the world is too, we're seeing the results of climate change right here. When we moved to Monona in 1997, nobody had really thought about ongoing flooding issues. Yes, they would have mm-hmm. happened occasionally. I think in summer of 96, there was a, a bad one. But the lakes went up, then the lakes went back down. Mm-hmm. Well, think about it. This is uh, this is 2019, uh, and it's October. The lakes have not been at their normal level now for about two and a half years. Okay, and they they're not going down anytime soon. We mm-hmm. keep getting rainstorms like this. The new reality is the water's up high, mm-hmm. uh, and the water may stay up high. So uh, the fact that our sump pump works and they, that nice black stuff they put on the walls is good, that's pretty darn important to us. It's not a coincidence that this is also the second year in a row that Madison, especially on the Isthmus, has exactly. seen road closures because of flooding. Um, this is, you know, one, two. Okay, we have two in a row now. We haven't seen this since 96. I think I remember those floods. I think that that's the last too. time, yeah. Yeah. I would like to make sure you have an opportunity. You you have shared your passion about broadcasting and a little bit about the environment. We've talked a lot about your accolades and awards. Tell us about a recent award that would also be an opportunity for you to plug one of your causes. Well, mm-hmm. I had a just a wonderful thing 
done for me. Uh, I was uh, given the first ever Lifetime Service Award uh, by the uh, River Alliance of Wisconsin for my environmental work that I've done for a long time, since 97, uh, since we came to Wisconsin. Um, it, it, it just was a wonderful thing to have happen. Um, this is, uh, I was chair of the River Alliance board for a while. I've been involved in it all along. This is a really effective organization doing strong work. I like to say to protect the Wisconsin's wondrous waters because we have so many cool places in this state. I mean, it can be wild and wonderful like Copper Falls, or it can be just a quiet little place like the Ahara River coming up from from Lake uh, Kaganza uh, at Fish Camp Park. That's a place to paddle if you haven't done it, folks. Lots and lots of birds right now. Big birds. Cool. Um, but there are all sorts of magic little places. Um, I didn't get the award for paddling, but you know, if I'm going to get to paddle where I want to, you have to spend some time talking to those legislators, occasionally yelling at those legislators while they yell back at you. That does happen, too. But the other thing is I got a chance to, because of the radio station we put on the air in Monona, uh, WVMO, um, which you were helpful for at the beginning, yeah. Voice of Monona, we're able to promote organizations like the River Alliance mm-hmm. doing good work for what's being done around our community. So that's, you know, my vocation and my avocation getting to work together. That's pretty much fun, too. That's fantastic. I think, um, you know, I won't know, I don't know the exact survey, but uh, I do recall there was some recently that said, you know, what what do you, you live in Madison, maybe they went to Minota too, what's the thing, what's the quality of life issue that you, like a lot of people cite the lakes. The lakes are very central to a lot of things yes, they are. that we do and we think about when we're in Madison. It has to feel rewarding to be able to give back in that way. Oh, it is very rewarding. Uh, and also because it puts me in a position to be able to, to credit some people who are really doing some things. I'll say Joe Parisi right now. I think that the Dane County Board and Dane County's administration is really trying hard to make this work in a way that can be afforded. I mean, you can throw all the money in the world at some of these projects. But the realization that the the Madison, the O'Hara chain of lakes uh, has been affected so heavily by manure, and that's what we're talking about here, coming down Six Mile Creek. Uh, don't let people tell you that they don't know where it's coming from, and it's all what's called non-point. Yes, there is some non-point pollution, no question. When uh, when all that salt gets flushed into the, uh, into the lakes in mm-hmm. the spring with the spring rains, that's never a good thing. Mm-hmm. But the amount of manure coming down into the top of Lake Mendota, and flowing its way down, or more importantly, settling down, right. um, that has to be dealt with. Right now, the choke points uh, are being taken care of really, I think, uh, really progressively uh, by the county. They've been working on uh, uh, dredging up certain areas. They're tr- mm-hmm. going to work on Token Creek next. Um, these are all important things, but that's going to be a long a long haul. Um, but at least we have people that are aware of it. We've had a legislature who has not been aware of it, who has who have aggressively caused more problems. I'll just say it right now. Uh, they have caused more problems. We need to work harder to clean up the lakes because, as you say, it's the number one amenity sure. to so many people. Right. Well, even if we – let's back, – backing up historically, you know, 
where where did the people live? When you could live anywhere. Where did they live? Where did they live? Of course, yeah. They live next to the water. Going back to Dijope. I mean, this remember, mm-hmm. this was one of the most heavily populated communities before the white man came. Mm-hmm. In mm-hmm. all of North America, Dijope, Cahokia down by St. Louis. These were the big cities. Uh, big cities. Just as you say, Ben, this is where people came. Yeah. It's not just here, too. I mean, look at the Egyptians. Where did they plant their so largest true. cities? Absolutely yeah. true. Hey, Ben. It's Phil with a view from Beyond the 608. So here's something I've been thinking about quite a bit lately. Can we talk ourselves into a recession? Consider an article I saw on Bloomberg the other day. It was prominently placed and featured this headline. U.S. recession chances hit 27% within the next 12 months. Well, that's interesting, but of course, if there's a 27% chance of a recession in the next 12 months, that means there's a 73% chance of no recession. So why would we get all excited about a 1 in 4 chance? I could cite a host of other articles with similar themes, whether about the domestic economy or the global economy. And look, I get it. There's a lot of uncertainty out there. The election season is heating up. And the fact is, we're kind of overdue for a recession. But when you look at the fundamentals, they're still pretty good. Jobs are plentiful, wages are rising, gasoline remains cheap. And consumer confidence is actually pretty high. I'd think of a fact that you probably won't hear of anywhere else. Consumer confidence at this point in the Trump presidency is higher than confidence at a similar point in the presidency of George H.W. Bush in 1991, Bill Clinton, in 1995, George W. Bush in 2003, and Barack Obama in 2011. Things are often good until they're not. But for now, I think it's okay to focus on the 73% chance that a recession is not imminent rather than worrying too much about disaster just around the corner. Until the next time, this is Phil with a view from Beyond the 608. Here's a Monona fact for you. Yes. The last Ho-Chunk camp, summer camp, fish camp, 1938. Is that Into right? the late 30s, just before World War II. Um, really amazing. Really amazing. And we're oh. still hearing echoes of that. Uh, Harry Whitehorse and, and his family and descendants, what they've done, just amazing. And I love, by the way, a plug for the new Whitehorse Badger that's out by the field house. That is cool. We'd like to close with, with one more thing. And thank you first for, uh, for giving us the backstory on the River Alliance. Um, I help organize Atwood Fest with Allison from the River Alliance. You bet. Uh, Friedel. Fre- Fre- yes. Friedel uh, uh, Warner. Uh, Allison Werner now. Werner. And uh, she might still be hyphenated on the Facebook. I think so. And her, uh, and her daughter, Kendall, an important new radio rat. No. Kendall likes to be you on get the to radio. Hear, you get to hear them sometimes on WVMO. Yes, you do. <laughs> it's... Uh, You'll be pleased to know that both Lola and I bought T-shirts at the Willie Street Fair. We like that. <laughs> I like when I see the stickers showing up in my neighborhood. Isn't that fun? Yeah. But we cl- we close with with one more thing. Often that's a how can people get in touch with you? You're so much. You're not so much a vendor or a say. You know, you've you've provided us with a service of all these great stories. But the one more thing I w- I would ask you tell tell one more story, one more lesson for everybody. Doesn't have anything to do with real estate. Can you tell us the monkeys in the cage story, Lindsay? So it starts with five monkeys 
in a cage. The uh, zookeeper throws in a banana, and one of them grabs it and eats it all up. Mm -hmm. He takes one of the monkeys out of the cage, puts in a new monkey, throws in a banana, and as soon as a monkey grabs it, he sprays that monkey with cold water. Ooh. That monkey is removed. A new one comes in. Now, the others are all watching this. That new one goes after the banana right away. He's sprayed with cold water, and all the other monkeys are sprayed. Now, that monkey is taken out, and another one is put in. The monkey goes after the banana, but all of the others grab him and won't let him get it. He squawks, goes and gets the banana, and now they're all sprayed again. And they're repeated over and over again until all of the monkeys that were in there originally are gone. But when they throw the banana in them, nobody takes it. Because even though they don't know what caused it, they all know that they're going to get wet if they go after that monkey. So it just proves to you that sometimes how you do things always the same is not a reason to stop doing it. So there's five monkeys. <laughs> now, here's I'll leave you with a question to add to it. Also with animals, right. five. There are five frogs on a log. Four of them decide to jump off. How many are left? The oh. answer is five. Because deciding to do something and actually doing it are two separate things. That's a great way to close, oh, Lindsay. Lindsay. <laughs> That's fantastic. I knew we'd have a, we'd have any number of amusing anecdotes uh, from you. Ben and I sat here like, we can't answer this. We're going to get it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be wrong. I was going to say one. I'm I was like, going to say it. I have an it. answer, but I don't. <laughs> Thank you again, Lindsay. Oh, Thank you very much, Lindsay. It's lovely to have you, and I'm I'm sure that our our however many eight your listener our listener <laughs> will love to hear you as well. I love being here. Thanks, gents. All right. You're listening to Real Estate in the 608 Madison's Real Estate Magazine for your ears. We're on Facebook at In the 608. My name is Adam Elliott. He is Ben Anton. Ben, what was that? That was a great... Is that episode 10? That may be the greatest of all. Yes, that was episode 10. <laughs> the greatest... I am I, so biased because I just love Lindsay. I think he's a fantastic He was person. a joy to have. And uh, for those of you listening, I mean, even you could be like... I heard this this guy like they got Lindsay Wood Davis, um, who for for the first few years of WVMO was the the voice, the voice, yeah, um, and one of the omnipresent uh, folks that we talked just a little bit about his involvement there. But he has been involved in the launch of so many radio stations uh, and played a pivotal role along with some of our former Entercom alumnus. Oh, I know. Uh, Tom Tuber was there for a time helping with the mm -hmm. programming. I did our Carol and Mick. Carol, I, I, Mick might be doing something too. I know like they're all like, it's kind of like where some of us folks migrated for to. People, for people yeah. like Adam who still want to exercise their radio exactly. muscles. Uh, and not everybody could have a podcast. So here we are. We should absolutely thank uh, Lindsay, Lindsay Wood Davis again for joining us. I, we didn't do this while I was on the air, but to get ready for the show. 
well, I got really nervous ready for the show because I knew Lindsay is somebody I've always, always looked up to in radio and like, oh my God, I'm interviewing one of your heroes. Like, is it going <laughs> to work out or is it going to chaos? But I did ask some of our fellow radio friends. I'm like, tell me a story about Lindsay or tell me a feeling that you had. Everyone was so complimentary. I, I, I want to give him this in the podcast, you know. No, some it, of the ways they, des- they described him. Alive and inspiring spirit has held his integrity high no matter what circumstance. Lindsay is absolutely awesome. An unlimited supply of energy and optimism. I think I feel like we saw some of those things today, too. It is because of all of that <laughs> that I didn't blink twice in the six years it took to get the job done. Um, a joy to work with, and we and we uh, his his wife Amanda came up. A couple times, yeah. as the as the real driving force in the Davis household, and and it is true. As awesome as Lindsay is, there's always a stronger um, woman behind. It is it is she, it is she that allows him to be so. Yeah, and uh, and thank you, Amanda. I hope that uh, I hope you're able to listen and you put your pods in while you're out gardening. She she still um, because she doesn't have the uh, the yard to tend anymore. I think she mm-hmm. puts in some time at one of the, at a local nursery at Schoenheit, flexing yeah. her green thumbs. Wonderful people. Ben, let's mention our podcast for your eyes. Podcast for your eyes. I would love for you to visit in the six oh eight on Facebook and click uh, sign up. If you do that, you're going to get my monthly newsletter, benanton.com's 22nd, 22nd read. Which we roughly translate to a podcast for your eyes. Roughly <laughs> translated is the podcast for your eyes. Uh, it's my monthly newsletter. It's got a market update. comes to your mailbox just once a month. Written in easy-to-digest segments, taking no longer than 20 seconds to read on the 22nd of the month. Well, it's called the 22nd, 22nd read. Very fine. Thanks again to our guest, uh, Institute of Guest, Lindsay Wood Davis, uh, Phil Plord, some other folks that have been on the podcast today. Yeah, especially our musical guests. Renclaw, El Donk, Bob Westfall, Seesaw, and uh, the band that my mother is in. I don't know if we've ever said this. Did we not say I, maybe We've said it once or twice. Plays the jug band? My mom is in the Mad City Jug Band. That's yeah. awesome. She's the female vocalist. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, So thank you to all them for being part of real estate in the 608. All right. Thank you, Adam. All right, Ben. Thanks. Come on, baby. Won't you hold me tighter than your fist curled up in a schoolyard fight? I'll be a backup when you're calling my name.